You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heaven. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. And sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day in every hour by saying, hey, hey man. man, glad to have you listening. I know you're skeptical after hearing the news today about Tom Brady calling it quits. Don't be. It came from the goat's mouth. All right. All right. Let me just throw once in there real quick. All right. All right. Now the Jets, you know, they may go get Aaron Rodgers. We'll see where that goes. Miami's on record saying they're not interested in Brady after the flirtation two yeah. years ago. What if Bur- Purdy don't come back? Trey Lance is still banged up. You're telling me as he's ready to start his Fox career, San Francisco throws, oh, you know, Tom, $25 million. What do you say? Come, <laughs> come back to – come out to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, grew Mike, up in the Bay Area. Grew up a Joe Montana guy. That scenario, if you're telling me midway through the season something like that plays out, mm. listen, I don't – I'm never going to say never. I know he's saying he's done and he's tired and he's ready to move on with the next part of his life. And we're going to talk to Rick Stroud coming up at 540. But if you're telling me that scenario plays out, mm. I wouldn't put it past him to at least entertain it. Right. I mean, but I don't know if he ever puts on another uniform. We're going to talk plenty about Tom Brady uh, this hour. We will also get into our Hawks because they play another big game tonight. Suns, it looks like Trey's going to be available. Pre-games at 930, tips at 10. And we'll get into what are the Hawks doing in 20 minutes? Mm. But, Mike, this is great news for us. Falcon fans, just bear with us. We've had to live through two decades of losing to Tom Brady. Do you guys realize our mm-hmm. record, our team's record against this dude is 11-1? and one. That includes the Super Bowl, L. The one loss came, Mike, when? This year, when Tom Brady played one quarter, because they were already locked into their playoff position, the division was already won, and so Tom Brady played, and then, you know, they were getting after him, and Tom Brady's like, all right, coach, I'll tap out right here. <laughs> and Todd Bowles obliged him. He did. So, yeah, so the one win that we have against him, Brady didn't play in three quarters of the game. All right. So this is a celebration. This is a joyous event. Right on. And the reason why, outside of what I just told you, is also, Mike, look at our division, guys. Saints, who's their quarterback? Carolina, who's their quarterback? Bucks, who's their quarterback? Right now, Desmond Ritter, for as little as we know about him, we got quarterback number one. We at least have a plan, Mike. It looks like right. we're moving in the right direction, and this this division is up for grabs, and there's no more Brady. He's gone. Woo! Ding dong, the witch. Well, whatever that, whatever he is, he's, he's dead. Yeah, so he's gone. It's a yeah. celebration. I mean, the, the, the division is in flux, and i got to be honest. I know some guys feel that we overplay our hand when we talk about Sean Payton, but like he owned the Falcons. That's undeniable. I was uh, worried that he'd, he'd be the big splash that Tepper would go for up the road in Carolina. He's not. I'm Frank Reich is a good coach, but it's not the splash 
that Peyton would have been. Bowles is kind of dead man walking. We've laid that scenario out. And uh, to be honest, the Saints defense is getting older, and that's the good thing they got going for them, to be honest. It's, it is, for the first time in a long time, things are in our favor. Now, could we screw it up? Of course we could. Certainly. Because we still have a free agent period we've got to get through. We still have a draft we've got to get through, Mike. But for the first time, yeah, it's a celebration. Yeah. Things are in our favor. The GOAT is gone. This division is wide open. You've got so many things that are unknown. And there are a lot of things that are known about our team. So I want you to just today forget about the Brady and the crying. And I want, can we play the Brady real quick? Because he put this out on social media and everybody's like, so sad. No, it's not. One take, first take. <laughs> Stop being a jerk. No, it's not. Did he do this with his phone or was there a guy lighting it? Come on. What? what, he had a professional there? I don't know. It's Tom Brady. He makes a phone call. Oh, he's got three guys on a beach with a camera crew. This is true. They do follow him around. This is what Brady said today when he made the announcement. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. <laughs> I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured i just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Don't cry. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. <laughs> so, you know, so you got a little I presume, Carl, based on the aircraft, he's on, on final for TPA. So I presume he's down at the beach somewhere in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I was or in South say. Beach, and then that's a plane on the way. I guess, but either who knows? Well, there's, live anywhere. there's condos behind him, right. uh, but who knows, Mike? But but you know what? He didn't have the power to stop those planes. That's right. He couldn't stop the now, flights. Tiger Woods over a putt, a plane. They got to move. They call. They call the <laughs> FAA. Man, they move a flight pattern. But no, he did do go. You know, he went through a much. Obviously, last year the reaction was kind of again. He 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 shocked the Bucks. He shocked his wife at the time. And it kind of kind of threw things, you could argue, his life a little bit out of balance. Because based on the reports, again, people, so-called insiders or people with access to Tom, we talked about it last segment, that there was a lot of pressure. The pressure that mm. comes with divorce. I mean, yes, you can say that the football field is your sanctuary, but there was just so many things going on in his life this, uh, this last season. No doubt. So I just want us to realize it's a happy day. Happy, happy day. Okay? Uh, I respect what Tom Brady did. Uh, we said it. We we don't like it because he beat us like he beat everybody else. Right. I mean, we didn't lose as much to him as as the Jets or the Dolphins or the Bills because he owned that division for 20 years. But every team, he got the best of. And, you know, when you win as much as he does, Mike, and you throw for as many yards as he did and you throw for as many touchdowns as he did, guys, we'll see him in Canton in five years. Bottom line. But he says he's done. With that said, Mike, let's shift gears and talk about our team because our staff – is at the East-West Shrine game, and everybody's talking about the hires that we've made this week, including our own Harry Douglas, who's with ESPN, and he was asked about the Ryan Nielsen hire on our morning show. We've seen how the defensive line of the New Orleans Saints gave the Falcons fits and issues and problems. Granted, a lot of that is because of the players they do have, but also it has to be noted that, that Ryan was their defensive line coach. 
the brightest spot for me within their defense has been their defensive line. I hope so. I hope that translates to our defensive line, but their personnel has been just a little bit better outside of Marcus Davenport. But apparently, Mike, this guy's a teacher. We've been talking about it. Chuck Smith came on with us. I'm curious to know what Chuck sees the rest of the week here. The practice is going on at the Senior Bowl. But everybody is up on what they're hearing about Ryan Nielsen. We just got to take him and give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. Uh, as we said, aside from Davenport, because we made Davenport a thing, because, he again, he was a big risk-reward, and he didn't put him over the top, and the Saints didn't get back to the Super Bowl, and some would argue they had bigger fish to fry than that guy. But this guy's worked with other players. Doesn't mean he might not necessarily bring him over here. I don't. I hope that's not the case. But we want to go get better in free agency, and then that will certainly advance the development of these guys. I was really kind of blown away. Chuck really put it out there. If you missed uh, Chuck Smith, we'll talk about Friday. He basically said he had no confidence in the guys that were working with the defensive line on this Falcon coaching staff. He did. And so that would – and, and look, guys, you can argue with me or Carl. You can't argue with Chuck because that's his job. He knows everything there is about player development, and that's why he gets paid the big bucks. And he says this is a good step in the right direction. He is. He's excited about it. Let's hear from our general manager, Terry Fontenot. It's our Falcon Report, guys. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. More on Tom Brady coming up with Rick Stroud at 540. And we'll talk about our Hawks here in less than six minutes. This is Terry Fontenot on the importance of being at the East-West Shrine game. And what are we getting? What is our staff getting out of this? It's been great. It's been great. Really giving us this opportunity. And it's it's really twofold. You know, the opportunity to to do some different things with the staff. And people have different roles. And so that opportunity for us to grow and develop. But then also having access to these players. And there are a lot of good football players out here and us to get a different level of access than the other 30 teams are getting, talking about us in New England with these with these teams, I'm sorry. So it's it, it's been great. And about 50% of the players in this game historically are gonna end up in the league at some point. About 25% of this game actually gets drafted. So to be able to spend all that time with them, it's been really valuable. Now we spent a lot of time talking about edge rusher. There was a kid from a small school from Stephen F. Austin that was making the rounds, and Carl immediately and I went, "Oh no, don't fall in love with one of those <laughs> those project guys." But let me throw some names at you real quick from All LSU: right. yeah. uh, Jarek Bernard Converse and McKay McKay Garner, uh, two defensive backs, two corners that are in this East West Shrine. Just something to think about. Not yeah. sure where only the, the combine will give you more clarity on where they're going to be drafted, but they, they're going to chance to look at those dudes. Well, and we need corner help. Mike, here's the thing about this this East West Shrine game because Terry just laid out Terry Fontenot talking about the percentage of guys that get drafted. So what, what you're trying to do because again, it's rare. You may see a first round pick in the Senior Bowl, but it's rare you're going to say, "Hey, this guy's first round talent." Mike, it's about value. What if you can get one of these corners that you're talking about? He grades out to be, Mike, I don't know, second-round right. pick, and you get him in the fourth, right? Now he turns into a player, and you got value for him. That is what they're trying to figure out at this East-West Shrine practices uh, this week, and they're trying to do the same thing at the Senior Bowl. Listen, if you're a first-round grade, that's easy. Right. But if I got a guy that all of a sudden, okay, he's there in the fourth, maybe in the fifth round, and he was a second- or third-round grade, Mike, now you're getting value. Now you're getting a steal. And by the way, it's not just, as we know, the East-West Shrine. The Senior Bowl is huge. Chuck Smith is down there. We saw earlier today, I guess with ESPN2, they showed Charles London, our quarterback's coach, yes. working. They had him mic'd up, so that was on ESPN2. So we got our staff all over the place looking at these guys because this is the year, Carl, we fix the Falcons. God, we fix I hope so. the Falcons. I hope so. Coming up, can we fix our Hawks? There are a lot of rumors on the street. You know I don't start them. I just talk about them once they're out. And they are out. And we'll tell you what they are when we come back on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
to more Dukes and Bell. This is fun. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The strong arm story of the day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. Hawks back in action tonight against the Suns on the road as this West Coast road trip continues. Glad to have you listening. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. They play the Jazz on Friday. They'll play the Nuggets on Saturday. Yes, that's a back-to-back. And then at oh, the- a what? A back-to-back. Oh, yes. God. And then the Pelicans on Tuesday. Fly, Pelican! Before coming home. But we got to talk about a couple of things. One, is Trey Young available tonight? Here is what our general manager said. This is, again, Landry Fields on our morning show on whether or not Trey will be available tonight. This should be a one-game thing, depending on how his rehab responds with the ankle. It's, it's not mild, but you never know how these things linger and whatnot. But I know he's being diligent about his rehab right now. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like he's available. You, you couldn't have given me. T- I mean, I know I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna belabor the point, but I mean, I just thought, yeah, he could be 15 minutes off the bench and help you out, coach. Maybe get the win against the Blazers. Um, listed technically as day to day. There's no official body part listed on the injury report. He better play tonight. Status, day-to-day. Yeah, aren't we all? Uh, So that's the update, all right? But here's the bigger thing that's going on with the Hawks, guys. We're approaching the trade deadline. And we have found out through a report from Sam Amick, who came on our show right after the Travis Slink story came out about, you know, him leaving the Hawks and all of that, that the Hawks, Mike, are not mandating a first-round pick for John Collins, who's still on the block. I don't understand this. What, what are we giving away for? I, I don't understand this, okay? The way you recoup things in this business and the way that you gave up the assets that you went out and traded for DeJounte Murray is if you're going to trade J.C., Mike, I need a dude. I don't just need an average guy. I need a guy. I need a guy that's going to come in here and contribute. And the idea that you don't mandate a first-round pick is what you're saying is, well, we just want a player back. A player I thought we're trying to get better. Yeah, I mean, I did the numbers. Look at the numbers. We looked at it earlier, and uh, the Hawks are not in the luxury tax. They're one of the teams that's not in the uh, top 15 that is – they're outside it. But if you did make some moves and took on some salary, wrestler would have to pay extra. And I'm just wondering, you know, are we trying to win a championship here? Are we trying to do what? Are we trying to build on what I thought was – a team that could compete for finals year after year. We went to the Eastern Conference Finals. We were a Trey, Trey Young stepping on a ref's foot away from perhaps. I, I'd give us even money against the Suns in that NBA Finals, wouldn't you? I, absolutely, I would. But, I mean, so what are we doing? Why are we going backwards? Are we? You, you, you gave John the money. Oh, the other general manager gave John the money. New general manager here. And you're going to move on. you got to get something for it. It's got, it, it, Carl, it's got to be of equal or slightly lesser, but not greatly lesser value, no, doesn't it? because it doesn't help us. And so that, to me, number one, is stupid. I'm just not giving guys away and not getting better. If you're telling me he's going to flip this pick and flip that trade and do something else, well, i got to see all that transpire. But I don't know what Landry Fields is going to do. So when I hear this and I say we're not mandating a first-round pick, and guys, what, I, what that means is when you put it out there in the ether for the NBA and other general managers, they start hearing, hey, what do you got? What, what, are, you, what are you thinking? And you go, we need a first-rounder in return, and oh, by the way, uh, these are the kind of players I'm looking at. It has to be something that's going to help our team. I just don't want to give up J.C. So that's number one. Mike, number two is that bogey, apparently, teams are calling. Now, I told you I trade bogey before J.C., but teams are calling because he has an $18 million player option for next year. 
Guys, he's not going to opt out of that unless he absolutely believes that he's going to make more than $18 million. That's guaranteed. So mm. Bogey's going to say, I'm opting in, right. and the Hawks are going to say, wait a minute. We got to pay these guys because all these salaries are about to kick in. And, oh, by the way, what are we doing with DeJounte Murray before he gets to free agency in 2024? Mike, I don't know if they're going to trade Bogey, but the fact of the matter is any caliber, championship caliber team would be willing to rent him because he can score and he can help them. Mm. But I don't want to give him away either. I just don't want to say, well, we're not going to re-sign him and we know he's not going to be here long term, which he's not. We're just going to go ahead and uh, we'll give him up for lesser value as well. What are we doing? Well, that's just it. I mean, I, I said on the Twitter tease today for today's show, there's a plan. There is a plan, right? I mean, Jay Crowder, we talked about him earlier in the week. I'd love to get a little bit tougher, a little help on the wing, but I don't want to lose John Collins. If you want to trade bogey, that means A.J. Griffin potentially could come in some more, right? Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't mind losing bogey. But I, because I, I know what I've got. I mean, I've got a young rising star. He's in the rising star. He's really good. I think in more minutes, you'll show, you'll show how clutch I, I, he is. I agree with you on that. You know, but, but what are we doing? What is the end game? If you move John Collins off this roster after, a, and you touched on this earlier, and I'll just, I'll steal some of your thunder on this. You know, we should, you said we should have traded him when the room was really hot back in the value, summer. When there was value. And what, what do we learn now? Oh, that's right. Travis Schlenk was getting moved out. So at the time when we should have been making the move that maybe could solidify this roster and maybe elevate it and maybe have to make the owner spend some more money, just hypothetically, we don't because we got the owner's son is in the mix. We're, tr- we're turning over the uh, personnel department, and now we got a new general manager. So nothing ever came of the John Collins rumors, which lasted almost two years. What are we doing? Hawks fans, you tell us. 404-741-0929. I'm just telling you this trade deadline thing. It's like, oh, we're going to make a move, Dukes and Bell. We're going to do something big. We're going to – it doesn't sound that way. sounds like we're being sellers, and it sounds like we're taking less, and we're going to be okay with that. And I'm not okay with that. Yeah, we're not really linked to anything as far as, as you said, accumulating no. a piece right no, now. No, it's, it's all about offloading assets. And here's the other thing. And another thing. And another thing. <laughs> before 2024 rolls around when DJ's a free agent, you do that before mm-hmm. you get to that point. What I'm telling you is next year, we know what DJ is. He just showed you in Portland. You've seen him He's a enough. Stud. He's a stud. So you you are going to extend him, but you don't wait until 2024. So, Bogey, that's money I need. Okay? So, Trey's here. Capella's here. DJ's here. AJ's here. Hunter's here because you owe him $90 million yeah. over the next four seasons, Mike. But what is he doing? See, there's, now there's where it gets interesting. Now, you just gave them the contract extension, but as I said, they just gave the entire front office a contract extension only to fire them a year later. Why don't we move DeAndre Hunter for a big-time piece? He's young enough. Somebody Now, again, you got. but here's the thing. What is his value? What do teams see when they see? Do they see the guy we thought we were getting? You and I said this earlier. Man, we had, De, we had DeJounte Murray. We got a great – we got the, one of the best backcourts in the league. DeAndre Hunter is going to go for 20 a night. Eh. You know, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. All right. And so I begin to wonder, what is DeAndre Hunter? What is his market value? Because the right coach, the right system, this guy pops. And, Look, and, but it isn't happening consistently here. I, I got false hope. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This is what it is. I'm going to say it, and I'm done. And you guys can like it or not. And you can tell me I've been banging on this guy and, and that I want to get him traded and all of that. He's not a killer. I need killers. We saw Trey Young be a killer two seasons ago in the playoffs. I've seen DeJounte Murray be a killer. That's what I need. I need guys on the court who are desperate to win, who will do anything to win, who will knock down big shots. Mike DeAndre Hunter is not that. 
So if he's not a killer, I don't want him. That's where I'm at. I'm tired of beating around the bush and telling you guys all this stuff about DeAndre Hunter, and you guys keep telling me, oh, he ain't that bad. Oh, he hits shots. Oh, he shows up 13, 15 a night. He's not a killer, and you're not going to win an NBA championship unless you have those kind of guys on your team. I'm with you, and we had the highest hopes for this dude. The game, game five down in Miami, the elimination game, where eventually he fouls out on that ridiculous ticky-tack foul. We thought this was the guy. His points are up on average two from last year. That's it. That's it. How much? Two. Last year for the season, 13.4. This year, 15.6. whoop dee doo That's what I'm – we said the, the leap had to be to 20. Okay, and you're in the league. Let's look at it. This is his fourth year. He's the fourth overall player selected. And he also came out of the league and came out of college with a few more years' experience at UVA than the average player, who's like 19. So that's also got to be factored into this. So then you have guys hitting us up on the text line going, is Landry Fields really making these decisions? Well, that's a great question. Well, he, who, the athletic report would have you wonder. Wait, wait, who else is making these decisions? Is there a guy in a closet or something? Son of the oh, owner. Come on, Mike. You, you just gave this guy the team. You gave him the reins. But did they? Let this guy cook. <laughs> well. I need to see him cook. Travis was interested in DeJounte Murray, as you guys know, but they did not want to give up all those draft picks. So, Nick Ressler, I don't know. Again, the athletic article left me with more questions than answers. You know, and then the AJC followed up with their piece, which gave me even more questions. So, so I don't know. I do know this. You got a guy, Jay Crowder, if you just see him tonight, he'll be playing for Phoenix. I mean, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know if Collins is going to be here. You did, Carl, you just laid it out. I thought we were going to build. This is the year. DeJounte Murray, he's got toughness. He's got the skills. And unlike anybody else on this roster, yeah, you, Trey, he's got accountability and leadership. He's the one good thing we got going. So let's build around that and do something. Let's spend a little money and at least make a run, then we'll blow it up next year. And the reason why I know he's a killer is because the other night Dame Lillard was going at him and he was going right back at him. No big deal. Let's ball. I need those kinds of players. 404-741-0929. You guys can hit us up. Plenty more to get to. Rick Stroud's going to join us from Tampa. The GOAT steps away. He says for good. We'll ask Rick Stroud about that. And is Todd Munkin headed to Tampa? What? It's coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dukes and Bell is the best. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Biggest story today, period, is out of Tampa. And when we need things out of Tampa and we want to know about what's going on, there's no one better than our guy, Rick Stroud, who's been covering the Bucks for a long time, covering the NFL for a long time. And he is on the waitforward.com hotline. And Rick Stroud, we appreciate the time today. It's been crazy. I'm curious to know, did you find out when everybody else did, I guess, 8 or 8.30 this morning, whenever it was? And, you know, I think the immediate thought was, well, did he tell the Bucks? Because nobody says that uh, he had mentioned this to the Buccaneers. Can you give us the timeline of this announcement by Tom Brady? Yeah, I think uh, the Bucks were told a couple hours before the announcement, which was a few minutes after 8, and, and I had tried to sneak a workout in, you know, got on my phone, hit social media, and he had just posted this thing. It was one of those moments where you're like, okay, Tom is good on social media. This is going to be one of those, hey, I've retired, and you're waiting for the punchline, right, from eating Subway or <laughs> white bread or something. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. It just didn't – It just and then you kind of like, oh, oh. And then you realize it's a year to the day. Like, this is not coincidental, but it's a year to the day that he retired a year ago, you know, uh, last time for 40 days. This time, I think, you know, he made it clear, like, it, this time it's for good. And it is. And – you know, I, I just think that uh, not that the Bucks were surprised by this. It was a little sooner than maybe they expected. They, it took them some, you know, two hours to get their prepared statements ready. Um, so clearly they didn't get much of a heads up. But um, listen, he, you know, he's 45 years old. And if you saw what he went through this year on and off the field and the toll that that took on him, and the fact that, you know, he didn't have a lot of great options. I mean, yeah, there are teams out there that, that – probably would love to dip into the Tom Brady sweepstakes. And, and certainly you would include the 49ers after what happened to Brock Purdy. Right. But does he really want to go, you know, 25, 3,000 miles away? Um, and, you know, he's a single dad now. Uh, he shares custody with his, with, with his kids. And all three of them now are on the East Coast, two in Miami. It just wasn't going to happen. And, and his options, I think, were, were really, if he's going to play, was in Tampa – and that's not a good football team. And they've made a lot of changes, and they changed a lot of coaches and uh, didn't change certain coaches that maybe they should have. So um, wasn't very, many attractive options for him, both personally and professionally. So, yeah, he, he decided it was time. And as we said a lot today, Rick, you can't tell the goat when to shut it down because who wants to walk away from all that that it entails? But it just looked like last year that Rams, that would have been an honorable, easy way to go out after that the, the game against the Rams nearly came back. This year it looked like he was so averse to taking contact that some of those passes that you normally see connect looked really, really terrible on TV. 
Yeah, I think that, that there was a distrust of his protection, no doubt, uh, with the offensive line. You know, one of the worst things that happened happened the second day of training camp before he went out the first time, uh, you know, before Tom left, and that was, you know, the injury to Ryan Jensen, which cost him the regular season. Now, Jensen did play uh, and start and play the whole game in the wild card game, but, you know, it, it just really messed up the offensive line. Um, you know, they had to have a new center, uh, the rookie guard, Luke Gedeke, played poorly for six games. And, and really, you know, schematically, they just couldn't run the ball. Um, you know, Tom thought that with Todd Bowles uh, that there would be more of a commitment to, uh, to balance. Um, you know, he led the NFL a year ago with 719 passing attempts, and that was a career high. He certainly didn't plan on doing that again, and he even eclipsed it um, and threw it like 60-something times in his final game. So there was a dissatisfaction of, about – you know, what was not getting done on the offensive side of the ball. And I just don't think he felt necessarily that anything was going to improve, um, especially, you know, having to come in, learn a new system under a new offensive coordinator that they haven't hired yet. And, and, you know, so the options weren't great. Um, Listen, he's done everything he could possibly do in his career. And I do think it's important for him with this life transition, um, you know, to, to, to focus on that and his children. And, you know, we know he's going to be working for Fox and, and being a color analyst and all that for the, you know, $375 million over the next 10 years. So that's not a bad <laughs> golden parachute. So, I mean, you know, uh, we're not going to have a telethon today for Tom. Um, but, you know, it is, it, is, uh, it is time to pay homage to his career. Rick Stroud, again, covering the Bucks, uh for the Tampa Bay Times. He's covered the NFL a very long time. Talking with us here on Dukes and Bell about Brady retiring. Uh, one of the things I said today, Rick, is, you know, you look at the NFC South specifically, and I'm talking from the Falcons' angle, and I want you to fill in here the blanks. This division is wide open now, right? I mean, the Saints, they got quarterback issues. Obviously, the Bucks don't know where they're going. You talk about Carolina. But from the Bucks' standpoint, what are the holes? Because Todd Bowles is back, but they let go a bunch of their coaches. You said they haven't hired an offensive coordinator. I mean, and, and you know, there's all this stuff going on with the Bucks. What's this thing going to look like? They've got a lot of holes right now. Yeah, they do, and 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 you know, it starts, of course, uh, with that offensive coordinator, and and they've interviewed about seven guys, and one you know very well, and we do too, and Todd Munkin from from Georgia, and, and was the offensive coordinator here for three years under Dirk Cutter. Rick, can I stop um, you right and, there? Because I want to ask you, do you think he's the front runner for the job? I would think he would be. Um, that's not to say he'll take it. Uh, and, and you know, like I said, he interviewed a few days ago. There's other guys that, that, uh, that I think would do a good job. I mean, I think one of the things you have to consider is the quarterback position and the fact that, you know, Kyle Trask is the only guy on the roster. Um, he's, he's it. And Kyle has spent two years trying to hone his craft while learning an offensive system that he will no longer play in. Um, and so someone's got to come in here and bring in a new system. He's got to learn it. They're going to sign some free agent quarterbacks. Uh, I think Blaine would still be a candidate for that. Um, but there's a lot of other guys out there too, like a Baker Mayfield who Monk can work with, with the Cleveland Browns and, and others. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's not going to be a good situation next year. I think for the bucks in terms of, you know, their salary cap, they were 55 million over the salary cap. Brady retiring helps them a little. They can do some things where 11 million count, 
you know, count this year, 24 million next year, dead, dead money. Um, but they've got a lot of choices, 24 free agents, you got to make some cuts to some veteran players. So, you know, depending on who gets the quarterback, right. Uh, and for the bucks who gets the offensive coordinator, right. You know, they could still be in this thing. They still have a lot of pieces. Um, but it's, it's going to be a, uh, a total transition for them. Uh, like it is for a lot of other teams in this, con- in this division. It is Rick Stroud with us, guys, on the WadeFord.com hotline from the Tampa Bay Times. Got his uh, podcast as well about all things Tampa Bay. Rick, the other thing is, you know, the, the, the Glazers have fired guys. Raheem Morris won 10 games one year, and the next year they fired him after going 4-7 and seven or, or winning four games. I just thought that if you're going to blow out the staff, and Arians has already stepped away, why did they just fire Todd Bowles too? It's a great question, and 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 you know I, I think it's difficult to to fire somebody. In, however, they did it right. Eight wins. They you know we saw what how the Bucks played the Atlanta game. I, I'm confident they may have won that game if everybody had played. Um, but to win a division title, guys, there's only been eight of those mm. in franchise history. Wow. And you know Bowles has been part of the back to back. You know, calling the defense and as head coach and calling the defense. So. In fairness to him, this you know this ownership group has never fired a coach after one season, much less after a season that somebody won a division title. Now, granted, you had Tom Brady; it didn't look good. There was a lot of of of, uh, of bad ball, and they only won two in a row. That was their longest winning streak. But I, I just think that they felt that Todd was hired March 30th last year, way too late, and 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 was not allowed to bring in a single coach on his staff that he wanted. He had to essentially absorb all of Bruce Arians' assistance. Um, so now they're making some wholesale changes. Nine guys have either been fired or retired. Uh, and, you know, they want to give him every chance. I mean, this has been a very inclusive ownership group. They've had more African-American head coaches, I think, than almost any franchise. And they want Todd to succeed. But uh, they also want him to be given the best chance to do it on his own terms. And so they're going to give him that chance. Um, it might not be a long you know, a long rope here, but um, but certainly they, they felt he earned it, and, and that, that's the decision they made. Rick, before we let you go, you've covered a lot of guys. You've been doing this a long time. Um, what were your impressions of covering Brady for the three years he was there? You know, he thanked you guys at the, that end press conference, right? And everybody's like, wow, was that his goodbye press conference? And he was like, I hope I treated you guys with respect. And everybody's like, hmm, that's weird. What was your experience in covering him? Well, you know, it'd be great if everybody had a chance to do it. Um, you know, I watched him from afar all those years in New England. I know a lot of guys uh, that, that covered him. And, you know, the thing that strikes you about Tom is that for, for somebody of, of that caliber, right, you're talking about an iconic athlete, um, somebody that's known worldwide, clearly with who he married and, and Giselle and um, now divorced. But, uh, you know, he is a very, very humble guy. And, and he really uh, practices that every day. You'll never find a teammate that he's ever had since high school have anything bad to say about him because there's just, you know, he's a terrific teammate, even guys that are literally as old as his career that he's playing with. And, you know, from our standpoint, it was unfortunate he came in here during COVID. We didn't get a chance to really spend any time with him. Everything we did with him was by Zoom. Um, I had, I think, one of the only one-on-one conversations and interviews with him uh, before the start of, of, of two years ago after they'd won the Super Bowl. Um, but to watch this guy work, you know, most of these guys are, are tortured when they're 
that great uh, by their own greatness and their demands. He enjoyed everything about football, everything, and enjoyed his teammates, enjoyed practicing, enjoyed the process, um, and even at times, I think, learned to enjoy, um, you know, finding his voice down here in Tampa um, and and had a lot of good interactions with him. So, look, I, I don't have anything bad to say about the guy. I, I've never seen somebody, a single person, change a franchise like he, he was able to do with his work ethic and the demands that he has for his teammates and the expectations. He can absolutely still play. That's the crazy thing. Um, he can still he can still spin it, um, but you know it was really it, it was exhausting at times because it's a it's a six a.m. to midnight job when you cover Tom Brady and all that he <laughs> all that he has going on, man. But uh, but you saw him, you know. I mean, we were you know you, you, the Lightning won a bunch of Stanley Cups, uh, the Rays were in a World Series, and, and when Tom Brady won the Super Bowl, it became Champa Bay, and that's sort of the the magic. Uh, ride that everyone has been on down here and, and it's sort of like a like a meteor you know it, it passes by it's very bright and then it's gone and i think it'll be a lot of years before everybody really understands how much they appreciated that time great take rick that's why we want to get you on man our man in tampa will be picking your brain as we get closer to the draft and see what you guys are doing hope you don't poach somebody we want but uh, have a great uh, off season all right guys thanks rick straub good stuff from him uh, and again, we've said this today. You just got to respect him. Don't have to like him. You don't have to like wh- how he beat your team or beat our team. Or, but you got to respect hey, it. As we said, if you're still hung up on the Patriots, he created again his championship with the with the Bucks. Carl Rick just talked about it with all the remember. Think about it. The pressure, the expectations in Tampa Bay, and he made it happen. And Belichick, Carl, hasn't won without him. And doesn't look like he's going to win ever without him moving forward, is it? It's I true. Don't. It's so true, Mike. All right, guys, coming up, we got a lot more to dive into in the 6 o'clock hour. Also, we are going to talk about uh, what's going on at the Senior Bowl. What We've heard a few stories, things that are happening. And what are the Falcons looking to do? Terry Fontenot speaking about what he liked about Ryan Nielsen. We'll get to all of that and much more coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 